As a man in recovery, how do I integrate my masculine and feminine parts? Welcome to the Real Talk Recovery Podcast with the Therapy Brothers. We're brothers, we're therapists, and we know recovery. Bring your stories, your questions, your successes with Real Recovery. One of our favorite topics, at least one of your favorite topics, right? I love it. We love talking about masculinity and femininity. So it's great. Yeah. That's Speaking awesome. of masculinity, uh, we were just talking about our men's retreat, yeah. um, just kind of reminiscing on it. And Oh, man, that was awesome. <laughs> I mean, it's crazy. It was so long ago. Um, but our guest today actually went to our men's retreat. Yeah, so we're, we're really lucky. Yeah. He, he came to our, our men's retreat that just happened about six months ago. And it was funny that we were just talking about it before he came on today. So, um, we're excited to have James here, James, you, uh, you, you came and got the full experience of the retreat and you still wanted to come back on the show, which is a good sign. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, all right, James. So if you could just give us a little bit of background and uh, a little bit of context and then ask the, ask a question. Okay, so I've been, <clears throat> there's been this like feminine part of me since I can remember, you know, I can recall like when I was, I don't know, three or four, one of my sisters threw a dress on me. I liked it. I ran and hid. I wanted to keep, keep it on. And, and I just remember having this thought, what if I was, what if God had made me a female rather than male? And and that was kind of the, and then, you know, I've had some other um, kind of experiences that kind of reinforce that idea. And um, um, I started, I'm trying to decide how much context I want to give you. I don't know if I want to give you the whole, my whole life story or just, uh, I'll try to keep it to the Cliff Notes version, I guess. But um in, <clears throat> I've been, um, sorry, this is pretty tough for me to talk about. I, 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 uh, I, I shared it first publicly at the Rising Suns conference, right? But so I, um, I have this desire or want to cross-dress and there's this feminine side of me that I don't really understand. And I don't, you know, because, you know, um, so I've been in addiction recovery from pornography and I've been doing that for a couple of years and, you know, and, and, um, like John Eldridge, you know, one of the things he says is you, you gotta be in touch with who you are as a man and, um, and, um, to really, to really, uh, fight through that. And then, but then I've got this other part of me that's that wants to be feminine or even female. There was a time actually where I, I like, I mean, I just kept it to myself, but there was a couple of years where I considered myself a lesbian trapped in a man's body, you know, and, and if the circumstances were, um, if I hadn't been married and if I, you know, and if my family wasn't, particularly opinionated and fairly judgmental, I probably would have made that happen. You know? Um, I mean, I'm glad I didn't because as I really thought through it, 
I realized that that's not what I want to be. I, you know, I, I know I'm a man. I, I was born in the right body, but I still have this part of me that like craves the feminine. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and I feel like I have one particular part of me that, that, that still identifies as female that wants to express herself, but, um, but can't because of, um, you know, the circumstances of my wife, my, my own addiction recovery, um, and that kind of thing. And so what I'm, so really James, sure. James, could you say more about that? The circumstances with your wife and your addiction recovery stop you? What do you mean? <clears throat> well, so at first it was my wife. It made her very uncomfortable because we've, you know, it's something that I, I didn't start like actually cross-dressing until a couple years into our marriage. I, I first told her about it. It made her very uncomfortable. She was more uncomfortable to know about that than, than, um, the viewing of the pornography and, and the masturbation. And, and, and so, you know, that's been, it, that's me anyway. So she's been very uncomfortable with that. So she's, so I've initially, when I gave it up, it was all for her. Then, <clears throat> um, you know, and that was really, that was, that was a tough time. There was a lot of resentment there. And then eventually I came to understand that I also needed to give it up for me because there was an aspect to my acting out in the pornography that involved the cross-dressing and the, you know, that, that side of things. And so I needed to separate myself from it for both reasons. Um, and so, and I'm really glad I did just because I've, since then I've learned a lot more about those parts, those kind of wants and desires. They're still there. They haven't gone away. I don't know if they'll ever go away. Um, but, but anyway, so, sorry, I tend to ramble. No, so, this is so, good. Yeah, that's good. James. So Brandon's question was like, what makes it so you can't express whatever it is about that part of you that you were talking about? So I guess short answer is it's an agreement between my wife and I, and then it's a commitment that I've made to myself. Why? Because so I guess with the, so to both parts. So the first part to my wife, um, it's something, it's a boundary, I guess that she has, um, makes her uncomfortable. She doesn't feel safe. And so you've committed to not do that because of that with your wife, because of that boundary. So this, I'm really curious about the second part wife, the commitment that you've made to yourself. Why? Well, it's, I, part of, I, I kind of, realized or was counseled. I can't remember exactly how the thoughts came into my mind, whether it was, you know, my own or my therapist or whatever, but um, what I've decided, what I realized is that I needed to be able to sit in, in pain that I needed to be able to um, you know, if, if I'm having, if I'm having anxiety or, 
or I like, I really feel like I need to act out rather than, um, you know, dressing up. And cause that was one of the reasons, one of the reasons for that was it was like a comfort blanket. It, it helped me to just kind of, um, shed that anxiety and just kind of, um, and so the commitment to myself is that I don't want to numb out, you know, in any form, or at least I'm trying not to. Um, and so, but, you know, there are, there are other parts of me that want to cross dress that I don't feel like are addictive related, but I feel like there are other parts that are addictive related. And so that's another aspect of it that I was going to ask you about that kind of confuse maybe adds another layer of confusion. Hey guys, thanks for listening. If you're listening here, this is the Betrayed, the Addicted, and the Expert feed. And we sure appreciate you following us and listening here. We want to let you know that we have moved to Real Talk Recovery. If you'd like to complete the episode, you can find us on iTunes, Spotify, any place where there's podcasts, Real Talk Recovery, or you can go to realtalkrecovery.com. Thanks again for all of your support.